podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, King Supers Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the King Supers app and start your cart, whatever the cart. King Supers, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at kingsupers.com slash boost. It is your weekly show on the eve of the Merseyside Derby. Um, either the biggest Merseyside Derby for years or potentially the most insignificant Merseyside Derby for years. Who knows? Dave Downey, what, what do you think about that? Is it the biggest one for years or or not? No, it's certainly not the biggest one for years um, because uh, I think we were just talking before we started this and we were talking about like how important the Burnley uh, Wolves game is. Now, obviously, this becomes much more. Of course, it's important. What what the the risk of it is um, losing this game, which I think many Blues, um, I, I probably think all Blues who, who who would be talking sense wouldn't think we're going to get anything from this game, given the way we've played away from home, one win all season, the worst side away from home in the Premier League. Um, you know, in in my opinion, there's no chance ever can get a thing from this game, but. Um, the the importance of it, I think, is it, it depends the way you look at it. Because, like we said, then Burnley Wolves. Um, if Burnley don't win, um, well, if Burnley lose, if they if, yeah, they, if they, they well, lose, we, don't we? well, that's it. Yeah, if if Burnley lose, then it, it. I hate to say this, but it sort of feels like the expected defeat against Liverpool doesn't matter as much as it would do if Burnley put us in 18. To go into the derby in 18th position with seven games left to play is uh, is probably as low as I've, I'll have felt going to these games. And look, how many times how many times every season do we have this discussion about playing them and, and how difficult we, we seem to find it to get a result against them? Um, the, it's ironic, isn't it? The one, the one that we had in 20-odd years <laughs> in Anfield come last year when none of us were there. <laughs> I'd give anything to, to take that victory, swap it for a massive defeat last season, and then we win this tomorrow. Um, but I, I don't think there's much chance of that. I know we're going to get onto that in a second. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it, sadly, it depends on what Burnley do, how important this becomes. And, and yes, I know people will be saying when they listen to this now that we've still got to get a certain amount of points just to stay up and things like that. But I think that the panic comes when we actually drop into the bottom three, which I think it's happened once all season, hasn't it? Um, in, I don't think it's between... happened, does it? I don't think we've been in it. I think it's happened between like game weeks. You know what I mean? I, I, I honestly don't think it has. I'm, I'm pretty sure. You sure? There's, yeah, there's been there's been a few spells where or there's been a few weekends where we've barely got something, then we would have been in the bottom three, but they've always messed it up. And we've always managed to, to stay out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right. But I don't know. I'm, I, I, well, it's obviously insignificant anyway. But I, I'm thinking when Newcastle were down there before Eddie Howe come in, um, I think there was a, there was a week when when they won a game, um, one of their first wins of the season, that put us in there for like until they played like the day after or something like that. But yeah, I mean, this would be the one that. Well, it actually matters a lot more to happen now, doesn't it? With so few games left to play, um, so many difficult uh, fixtures we've got, um, and you know, I, I, from all the talk that I've had this week, I think there's so many, so many fans have rightly said it's Leeds that should be the one that um, we're looking at in terms of could actually go down rather than Burnley because Burnley are old hat at this. Like I've said, I know Dice is not there, but if you look how they played against uh, Southampton. They do that against against Wolves. I'd suggest they're probably going to win that. Villa as well at home, and they've got Newcastle at home as well on the on the final day of the season. You, you would think are pretty much out on the beach by then. So um, that they're, they're more concerned to me than actually the Merseyside derby. And, I'm, and look, I know I know we have Reds who listen to this. I'm not just saying that to play this down um, because they're, they're going to give us absolutely everything tomorrow in terms of stick, criticism, the, the usual stuff that they able to be between the two sets of fans. 
um, they, they're going to give us everything that make that'll make us feel even worse. Of course they will. That's that that's what rivalry is about. But this, I don't think, is anywhere near as important as we think it could be. Should Burnley win? Um, so I suppose what well, a few minutes before kickoff, we'll be looking at each other, thinking Everton in the relegation zone, playing a game against Liverpool away, the arguably the best or the the, the best of two sides in the world right now, um, and we've got to go and get something there to get out of the bottom three. That that's what makes it really strike home to everybody and, and makes you feel quite quite terrified about the situation. Then because then it'll go and if we lose it or when we lose it. There's another week when Everton are in the bottom three and we get to May. I mean, that is terrifying, isn't it? If you think of it that way. Yeah, that, that, you know, that is it, isn't it? You know, I think, you know, like you said, by the time we next kick a football after Liverpool, it will be May and we could be there. And that is the, you know, that is as bad as it gets. And and listen, you know, we've still got the the game in hand over, over Burnley, of course, after this weekend as well. And, you know, there are fixtures to come, but, and yeah, but we'll get get into that a little bit later about the game and what potentially could come next. But you know, I just, just want to sort of lay lay it out for people what the, the situation is because I'm sure there's people who have seen the the table and seen the fixtures, but not quite put it all into context. So going into this weekend, Dave, we're on 29 points, 31 played. Burnley placed below us, 32 played on 28 points, and then Leeds are four points clear of us in 16th, but they've played a game more. Yeah. Obviously, our fixtures coming up now. We've got Liverpool away, Chelsea at home, Leicester away, Watford away, Brentford at home, Crystal Palace at home, and then Arsenal away to finish. Burnley, and I think this is where I'm, I think you know people talk about Leeds and them potentially getting dragged in. It. I hope they're right because you look at their next three, and it's Wolves at home, Watford away. Who Watford, of course, are on a record-breaking run of poor home form for top-flight football. And then they've got Villa at home. And then they finish off with Villa... Well, they've got Tottenham away, then they've got Villa away, and then Newcastle home on the final day. Yeah. And then Leeds have got Palace away on Monday, and then they've got City at home, Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, Brighton at home, Brentford away. So th- th- there is a bit of a feeling, I think, certainly for me, looking at those fixtures. Let- let's be realistic. You know, Liverpool away, Chelsea at home, Leicester away... If someone said to you now, you get three points from those three fixtures, would you take it? Yeah, I'd take it, um, but I don't think it's enough. But I think, uh, but with, with that in mind, it it does sort of feel like, and this is where I'm, I'm a little bit worried. It, it does sort of feel like this is going to get worse before it gets better, and that's that's a, that's a that's a mad. It's a I, mad thing. I know, I know. It's a, I completely agree with you. But it's a crazy thing to, to be saying, isn't it? With seven games to go, it's a crazy thing to be saying when we're in May, isn't it? Yeah, and, and we're going. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's different this year, isn't it? Because May is effectively a full month of fixtures, given how many games that people need to catch up and stuff like that. Um, you know, if, you, if you're saying it in a typical season where there hasn't been COVID and games cancelled and stuff like that, the season is typically over by the second week in May. Um, this, this goes when, when does this go up to the 20th or something is it 22nd I think yeah yeah 22nd the last the last games um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified Matt and I've but said do, 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 you know, do you know what I mean though it's like the, the, I think there's a and this isn't me being like overtly negative and everything but there's a good chance here in the next three weeks that Everton are going to spend a large portion of it in, in the bottom three and even if even if we were playing well, games against Liverpool away, Chelsea home, and Leicester away would be really tough. You know that that is that that is a tough run of fixtures for a you know go go back to the best Everton teams in the Premier League era, and you'd say that that's a tough run of fixtures for them. Yeah, you, know, you could take four points from those games in in any circumstances. You'd probably be be quite happy with it. So to take three for the team that's in the position we are, and I just I think it's that's going to be the the crucial. Spell for me. Well, there's two crucial spells. Obviously, there's these three games coming up where you just sort of hope we can get something from them. Yeah. But I think within that, it's how do the club handle it? How does Frank Lampard handle it? And how do the players handle it? That feeling of being in the bottom three and being in there in May and, and so close to the end of the season. Because 
listen, we, we've spoken in the last few weeks about this, about Burnley have been used to this, you know, being in the bottom three at this point of the season is a home from home. And they're effectively, they've been in it before. They know they can put a few results together and they can pull themselves out of it. And I think for us, and, and obviously Leeds as well, we've only just come up, it's it's not something we're really used to. And, I, and you sort of feel like on Sunday, listen, I, I'm, I'm sort of with you, that I think it's going to take something remarkable for Everton to get anything from this game. But if they get levered and Burnley win, and you get the taunting for 90 minutes, you get them singing going down, you get all the media focus that comes of us being on the telly, that comes of a Merseyside derby, and the scrutiny of it, and us being in the bottom three, and potentially the whole week of, of doing that. I mean, that, 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 that's where I am sort of worried that the Reds could fall off a little bit in regards to the people of the football club and some of the supporters as well. And you know, listen, supporters have got every right to panic at the moment because we are where we are. But I think it's it's how it's how they handle that over the next few weeks and just maybe appreciating that this is this is going to be tough. This this is this this is going to be hard before it gets better. And, and you look at the fixtures and you say that week where we play Watford away, Brentford at home, and then Palace at home. Is potentially going to be the defining one in our season, not necessarily what comes in the next few days. Yeah, yeah, I think that's spot on. That, that that's an expert, a fantastic way of putting it. I think as well, Matt. The one thing we haven't discussed is when it, if and when it comes out of our hands, is going to be the most dramatic thing for me personally. I think, and a lot of other fans, when it's not in our hands, as in we could go and win those games that you've just mentioned, we could even go and get. The, the surprise couple of points or, or maybe maybe even a win away at say Leicester or something like that because they've got the Europa stuff uh, going on in and around that game um, or even beating Chelsea at home with, with that sort of Man United-esque performance that we had a couple of weeks ago or the Newcastle one um, even even the victories then when, when they can't mean a thing effectively because Burnley have it in their hands or, you know, Leeds still have it in their hands, which they do at the moment. Um, that is going to be the ultimate thing that that I think emotionally will will get the better of, of me and many others. Um, and, you know, there's one thing that, that's stuck in, in, in my mind quite quite a lot, Matt, is when um, when I was working at Radio City years ago, it's actually nothing to do with Everton, by the way, but it just sort of, I think it puts it in some sort of context uh, I went to speak to Tramia um, when they went down and I was talking to their, um, I think we were, he wasn't the chief executive, he was one of the, one of the accountants there. And um, I had a good chat with them and I was like, how do you go about like budgeting this right now? How, how do you go about, I mean, that job must be particularly difficult at the best of circumstances when you're at a football club that struggles financially, as which ours have before, uh, well, it probably is right now, isn't it? But, you know, before Mishiri uh, come in and stuff like that and Everton in the mid-90s under Peter Johnson and stuff like that, who ironically was the uh, owner of Tramir at the time. A uh, lot of parallels here, by the way. So I had this chat with him and he was like, well, basically, we we have to go to the absolute penny. Either way, it looks like the season's going to end for us and we have to budget that, so... You know, and I said, "Well, what do you mean by the extent of that?" And he was talking about stuff like um, the way in which they do with ticket costs, the way they're doing everything from hospitality, everything you can possibly think of that a football club has to include in its accounts every year. He he has to budget that for staying up and going down. Now, can you put that into into context? Take everything I've just said there and put that into Everton potentially having to do the same thing, which I, I guess, or, well, I don't know the way our board is, but they should be preparing for that right now, um, those eventualities. You can't just sit there and be stubborn and think, oh, well, I'm not doing it because we're going to stay up. I'm going to keep it in mind. I'm going to stay as confident as I possibly can and just say, no, I'm not looking at it. I'm not even going to consider relegation. Um, Everton are going to stay up Everton are going to stay up and, and, and they're going to be the type of like you can imagine if we do stay up uh, Ken right at the end of the season can't you going, going straight to the to the cameras saying I always knew this would happen I knew we couldn't go down I thought, oh, that's why we have full faith in Frank and all that stuff that he says all the time the, the things that we've all been 
heard too much of in a way in whichever way uh, Bill's gone towards the media and things during his time at Everton um, but reality very much needs to strike home with people who are around that club right now um, the owners the owner and the board I think need to prepare for the worst you, you, and, and that's certainly what I'm doing and no I'm not going to say to to people look and when they say to you you're just being negative Dave you're just being negative you need to remain positive Ultimately, it does not matter one jot what I say, what you say, or what any Everton fan says. And that's the difficulty I think a lot of people have had a lot of arguments on um, on social media this week about all this. Matt, it's been quite cathartic, to be honest with you, because when I've said, oh, I think we'll go, and then when I've had days where I thought, now nah, we're going to stay up, and I think many of us, it'll... it'll There'll be peaks and troughs, all of that won't done in the next few few weeks to come. Um, but people are like, oh, no, you shouldn't say that, Dave. You can't say that. We need to stay positive because, you know, we need to get behind the boys. What you say on social media, what we say on this podcast matters, sadly, absolutely not one way or the other in all of this. What matters more is what we do when we all go to the game and we can actually have some sort of effect. That's why... These seven of our eight victories are poor eight victories this season. Seven of them have come at Goodison because of the fans. Because how many times have we spoke about the players and the shithouse type of behaviour that we've seen from a lot of them? It seems to be that the only thing that we can affect is those, are those home games, like we did against United, like we did against Newcastle, um, like we did just to get a point across the line against Leicester the other day. It, that's what it's going to be like. So, in many ways, I, I sort of I don't resent it, but when people are saying, come on, you need to be positive about this, the fact that I'm sitting there absolutely shit myself that we're going to go down, which I do most days, and I'm constantly looking at fixtures, I'm constantly looking at table and, and, and all that stuff, that, that's something for me that I need to cope with personally and, and, and mentally, because it is a mental side of things. Uh, things you know, people are laughing, joking. Everyone half the country, more than half the country, will probably want us to go down, given the club we used to be and things like that. Um, but we have to cope with that with each other, mental the, the mentality of it with each other. And it, it is because it's so much of, to our lives, isn't it, Matthew? I don't want to go too deep with this because you know, obviously, we're still we're still not down, um, and you know, open trade that we're still going to stay up. But you know. How much is evident to your life? It's it's a huge, huge part of our lives. It's a huge part of our careers in what we do, the podcast, our our, our career wise in the media, um, doing sport in media and stuff like that. Everton is a massive part of all that. So with with that in mind, that is why I'm so concerned and not positive about this and not feeling like we're gonna do anything because this has taken us right to the very end, right to the wire. Uh, you know, if it goes right to the wire and we've got to go to Arsenal and win, that is even more petrifying. That is the ultimate um, scary time for me, if if that's the case, because we've been so poor away and we've had such a poor record at Arsenal. Um, that That's when the tears will start, I think, when that realisation comes that this is not in our hands. If Burnley win, they've got Newcastle at home, haven't they, last day? If they yeah. go with that, then that's it. Then and then and then it'll come, it'll come to fruition that we could well be playing in the championship. It's uh, like uh, as sad as it is, Matt. I, even I've been looking at that table, thinking, "Oh, look at that away, look at that away, look at that away." And look, there'll be times when I look at it sadly and go, "I've never been there. I've never been there." You know, personally, you think about where you've been, and I've got a couple of mates in work who try to do the all ninety-two across. As, as fast as they can basically and go to all 92 stadiums in the Football League and the Premier League um, you know all, all that side of it that's a, that, that's a joy for some people but when others say and I go back to what I said last week Everton getting relegated could be a good thing it, it, it'll be then when when it comes home to roost in the next few weeks if, that, if this is actually going to happen there's no way we can look at this in any positive way whatsoever. Um, and, and it is genuinely terrifying. And every single person who works at that football club who's affected this, and, and look, I'm not, I'm not going to people like the, the, the social media team, people like that, and all the good people that we know there, 
with the owners, the owner, the board, all the way through the players um, and managers, because this this has been this has been something that's built for quite some time, if we're honest. Um, and I know at the end of the season we'll have a massive review of everything that's come to come to pass with what Everton are going to end up having to do in the summer. Um, but those people are just. They they they're the ones to blame. There's absolutely nothing to do with fans. Anyone blaming fans here, I think it's I think it's quite bang out of order to be honest with you. Because we've proven that seven of those eight victories we've got in the Premier League this season has come at Goodison. That's not by mistake. That's because they've had support. That's because we've all been behind them. The atmosphere at Goodison has been as strong as we've been able to humanly do. And when they've gone away, that's when they've been so appallingly bad. So if, if there's proof right there. That there's, it's not fans that have affected this whatsoever, and everybody who works there, apart from the individuals I've just mentioned, should be completely ashamed of themselves the way in which this has gone. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's uh, the prospect of it not going to the last day. I mean, you know, so we'd have to be four points clear of either Leeds or Burnley. You know that 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 feels like a long shot at the moment, doesn't it? And you know, well, I'm also looking at it, Matt. You know, you, I'm looking at the points, and people are saying how many points put you safe. And what Burnley on twenty eight right now with six to go, and I've I've often said oh it'll probably be one of the lowest years. I'm not so sure it will. Um, I I think you're going to need Aston Villa in fifteenth on thirty six. I reckon you probably need thirty six to yeah. stay up. Um, you probably need you probably need thirty six to have to go to Arsenal and it be really really you know. Difficult for either Leeds or Burnley to stay up. Listen, uh, Everton are capable of getting that, and you know I, I, I do want Everton are capable of getting seven points between now and the end of the season. What are we on twenty nine? Yeah, now, they with the games they've got and the fixtures they've got. Obviously, not Sunday, but they, that week I think it, it's all it's all going to come down to that. You know, if, if, if the next if, against Chelsea or against Leicester, we can get a win in one of those games, or we pick up a couple of draws. You know, if you if you then win two of Watford, Brentford, Palace, or you get seven points from, from those games, and listen, you can't just assume that's going to happen because Brentford have had a great season. Palace have levered us four 0 the other week. You know, Watford have been atrocious at home, but you can't assume Everton are going to go anywhere in the world at the moment against any team at any level and get something away from home. But it it is it is still doable. This you know, Everton can still get to to that that mark. It's just. It's just whether I, I I do just sort of worry about Burnley and, and those fixtures they've got. You know, Villa. You know, you know they're they're right down the bottom, but they're not going to go down. You can't imagine Steven Gerrard's going to be revving them up for a game against Everton that could potentially save them. You know, they've got to play them twice between now and the end of the season. I think I think their fixtures worry me a little bit, but just I do you just want to speak a bit more about the the game on Sunday? Sorry, Dave. <laughs> just, I know just before you do that again, I'm. I'm Fixed on the on the uh, on the table. I mean, I I'm confident we'll get to 35. Winning two games, Brentford and Palace. I think we'll do both of them. Um, that gets you to 35. That means Burnley needs seven and a better goal difference than us, which is probably likely. I would suggest. Yeah. Burnley getting seven. I think Burnley will get seven. So th- this means that we're going to have to get one, which. Um, is unexpected, and that is a Chelsea at home or a Leicester away. Or, I mean, uh, doesn't even bear thinking about if Arsenal still need to pick up a point or three uh, when when they're battling for the top four. I hope that is over. I hope to got that over by then. Um, I know they go to they go to Spurs soon as well. It's mad how far this goes when you look further and further yeah. down the ladder, isn't it? Um, and that they, they're the sort of things that. Yeah, and and we're not we're not in a good place, uh, both emotionally and professionally as well. As I presume, when I've been in work all week, I've been like every five minutes or so, I'll be like looking at this league table, and I'll get someone else's opinion. What do you think? And then like, ah, oh, it'll be it'll be fine. You'll stay up. A lot of people saying that to me. It'll be fine. You'll stay up. And that when people say that to me, it makes it doesn't make me feel any better. It makes me feel worse. Is just dangerous, isn't it? I, I feel like that's maybe flipped this week. I think, I think this, this week's the first time that obviously we've done a few media bits and pieces in the build to this derby. 
I think this, this has been the first time that people haven't really said, oh, Everton are going to be sad. I think people have looked at Burnley and their win on Thursday and looked at our fixtures, obviously, with Liverpool coming on Sunday and thought, oh, bloody hell, actually, this this is this is a real thing. Everton aren't just going to be all right by virtue of the fact that they're Everton. You know, this, this, this could really happen because the fixtures coming up are, are absolutely brutal. I think we could have done with Chelsea getting through in the Champions League, couldn't we? And then playing either side of our game on, on Saturday, that would have been... Same as Leicester when we go there, yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been like... Well, let Leicester, Leicester play the second leg of their conference league. So they'll be in Rome on the Thursday for the second leg and then the, we play them on the Sunday. So. Well, I was, do, I was doing a, um, a piece on um, a BBC Merseyside last night for an hour. Re- I had a really good conversation. It actually made me feel a lot better, to be honest with you. And and I was talking about, you know, when... when People are saying, oh, look what cost us points this season. There are people who are already doing that. And I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd suggest people... I'm not going to tell people what to do, obviously. I'm not going to tell fans what to do. But when, when there was a load of messages that they had in saying, you know, oh, if you know, if you've got that penalty against Man City at home when uh, Rodri handballs it and all that stuff and various little... The, the, the nuances of certain games where you don't get a decision or VARs, really, it's, it's, it's ugly heads. And... Um, when when you start thinking about those things, you are you are truly looking towards going just quite insane, really, towards the end of a of a campaign. And obviously, I say that in in a, in a in a joking sort of way, but you know, if you're starting to look at stuff like that, it, it does make you feel really really um, bitter towards the actual sport itself, uh, rather than just Everton. When you start thinking. Oh, if that VAR bell ends, you didn't give us a penalty or the ref. But I don't look at that, Dave. I look at what no, but, but a lot of people do. It's like how many times you still hear mentioned to this day by both our fans and Bolton when that happened back in, in 98. Yeah. And and when we're staying up on goal difference and all that. And but I look at I look at Watford at home when we can see it four times in 12 minutes. And when we went yeah. to Burnley. Well, see, that's you doing it right now. That's exactly what I'm on about. Yeah, all of that is is just, oh, it's it, it really hurts. It hurts to think about that. That's how it might well go down. Whichever way you look at it, because we've been generally crap, or whether you look at the fact that we've been had off with with a certain amount of points, the likelihood is, if we go, they're the things that we're all going to be looking at, and that's going to make you feel even worse. But the, so the, I, I, I'd, I'd encourage trying to stay away from that. Yeah. And I know we won't. It probably makes you even look at it even more. But it, it, it's 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 gut-wrenching. It really is gut-wrenching feeling like this right now. The, the, the only game, really, and pe- people might remember others, you might remember some, but <clears throat> the only game I can think of and look back for the course of the season, and this is just off the top of my head now, where I think Everton were robbed of something of a result they deserved because of a VAR decision was that City one. No, I can't really think of... Have there been any others, really, where a decision like that has cost us or a bad decision was made and we didn't ultimately end up getting what we deserved? You know, even in that one with Alan against Newcastle, we ended up winning that football match, didn't we? So it didn't... Obviously, it maybe cost us in, in, in regards to him not playing over the next few was games, it, but... But this but, is what I mean about you go further and further and further down the ladder because you're thinking, yeah... Well, that stupid decision that Alan got sent off. Well, he wasn't able to play the next game. We could have well won that game, and you just go so much further down the rabbit hole, um, and and it it's uh, it, 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 your head goes all around the place, mate. It's it's a it's a horrible horrible place to be. Um, and you can take and, a step back from that again and say that this season and what's happened this season and all the things we're feeling now are the result of. Well, foundations in inverted commas that have been laid over the past five or six years, isn't it? You know, this Everton are ultimately getting what they deserve right now, and they're going through what they're going through right now because of the years of incompetence and bad decision making that have that have led up to this. And you know, at, at this level where it is cutthroat competition, and there are high-performing athletes that are, that some of the, the best executives going, some of the best coaches going in the world all pulled together in this this 20-team league. If you if you continue to showcase such incompetence over such a long period of time, you are going to pay for it. And that, that that's what's happening right now. So, 
Uh, Adam, you, uh, Adam, Matt, you're just thinking of Adam Jones then. How many years have you been doing this for? Oh, only because I was thinking of Adam because of a piece I read of his the other day that I thought was really good. Um, but Matt, like what you've said there, you could actually put that on on a canvas that you'd hold in, in the side of your of your, uh, your bedroom or whatever, because that that is it. That is it. It's the, the the chickens have definitely come to roost. That's the problem. The you know we're not looking at odd points and odd poor decisions and VARs and Rodri handballs and stuff like that. The main thing to blame for this is everything that has come to pass since Machiri come in. And to a certain extent, well, not a certain extent, I'll probably get hammered for saying that, and Bill Kenwright as well. Um, the, the, the people who are responsible and have actions to be taken at that football club, this is why this is happening. Nothing to do with fans, in certain ways, nothing to do with, uh, on, on rare occasions, a couple of things that have happened with managers, i.e. Ancelotti, why would he not go back to Real Madrid? Um, you know, it's, it's been made blatantly obvious why he's, why he's hit the road as soon as he was offered the way out. Um, and then Lampard, brand new manager, uh, starting starting his career in many ways as a manager. Um, that's what we've ended up with. Uh, and I'm not saying that I don't want him there right now, but the the way in which the circumstances have led to us going for somebody who is so inexperienced and trying to you know, cut his own teeth as a football manager, um, it should never have got anywhere near that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You think when we went and got Koeman, we were all we were all celebrating that we got Koeman, and rightly so, given how well he'd done at Southampton, given what he'd done at Valencia, he'd won trophy, you know, all all of that getting him in. I, I remember when we were doing shows and. It feels it feel embarrassing to people if you went back and looked at it, or you know the the new dawn starting and all that stuff. Then we started saying it, and then saying it again, and then saying it again with the next manager that came in. Um, and then you know again, I looked at the other night when Fulham got promoted, and they were <laughs> they, they, they were hailing Marco Silva. We on the Marco Silva bandwagon. I remember that. You, you well, that's you, it. I mean, I, I was raving on your wall and everything. I still get hammered to this day. Of, of my uh, praise for uh, Marco Silva, and uh, I, I'm actually I'm, I'm pleased for the man because he's he's a good he's a good fella. Yeah. Um, for for him to go and do what he's done at Fulham, um, and and yeah, the, the, the ultimate irony of ironies that we actually don't get to face him if we're not in the same division, but we're the ones that are down and they're the ones that are up. Um, the, 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 there are so many things like that. But going back to my point there, that that board, that owner, should hang themselves in shame. Uh, yeah. The fact that we're even in this situation, that we're even near. Not, not, not hang themselves, hang the heads in shame. That's what I said. Or did I not he say that? Hang themselves in shame. Sorry, hang their heads in shame. I don't want anybody to do that, yeah. In fact, if you haven't if you haven't deleted this, Matt, I did actually mean hang their heads in shame, um, as uh, as so many of us do, as Evertonians anyway, as fans, when, you, when you're talking to fans of other clubs and stuff like that, it's like... Who'd be an Evertonian? Do you know what I mean? I think that gets asked so many times, doesn't it? Where people do articles and stuff like that. Who would actually be an Evertonian? Um, but we we have to we have to bear this because of the incompetence of other people. Well, and yeah, that's, the, the, that, that's so sad, isn't it? Yeah, the chickens haven't just come over to roost. Have they? they they peck through the walls and shit all over the floor. You know, that's, yeah. that's, no, no, nobody's bothered picking up a spade to clean it. Yeah, that that that's sort of of where we are, but. Yeah, I, I was thinking. I was thinking this week, mate. You know, you used to always say about the Truman Show and stuff like that. And you know, this, this season, it, it does sort of feel like you think of all, all the things. You know, you mentioned Silver getting promoted with Fulham there. Angelotti is going to win the league in in Spain. You know, Benitez was our manager, unbelievably, at the start of the campaign. The Reds are probably going to win all four or four four trophies. You know, it, this this is very Truman Show, isn't it? It's like, right, let's put this lot through the worst possible season of their lives imaginable, where everything could potentially go wrong. Um, and it, it, it it's like you've given a Red the script to write for the season and go go ahead, write whatever you want to happen over the course of the next nine months, and it's all going to come true. And and, and here we are. Well, you even you know look a year ago, a year ago to this day, um, we were complaining about how poor we'd looked, and um, Hamez looked like he was gonna well not get off, but he just couldn't be arsed playing. 
Um, he needed to rest and all that, and he had this fatigue stuff. They're all the things you were discussing and thinking that they were the worst thing that could happen. You know what I mean? And and then and then you look at it now and think, how on earth, how on earth has this come to pass? Um, and and how poor we were under Ancelotti towards the end of the season, and we were complaining about going into eleventh place. Um, you, I would I would I would buy that now. I would yeah, give my house away. <laughs> what? Your halcyon days. Yeah, that's it. I, I'd give away my house, my car, everything I've got in my life to go back to that. Um, because this this is just petrifying. It's um, it, it's purgatory. It really is purgatory. And yeah. then, you know, it, it, I, we were, I remember someone saying to me the other week, we were second on Boxing Day. 2020. The year before, yeah. the year before last, you know. Yeah. How has it been allowed to go that far? And, you, you know, if you were to, there's no way it's ever, ever, ever going to happen. But if you were able to get an interview with, I don't know, Denise or Mishiri or Bill Kenwright, or I don't know, maybe one day it's something when, when they've left, um, they're, they're, they're happy to discuss, so there'll be some sort of book that they make, memoirs or whatever, and ask what their excuse is for this happening. Um, I, I don't think any of them would be able to answer that question in any real honesty. Yeah. Um, there'd be there'd be always be someone else to point the blame to, and that's been another thing that's been an underlying condition of this football club. There are so many different ways you can point the finger as to why this has happened at Everton, um, and there'll be a load of different opinions and stuff like that. And the the sad thing because we we always go on as as the blue room, we're always still going to be Everton fans regardless of the way this happen happens. But given when this season finishes, when we go to the review. Um, the, the post-mortem you know that's going to be a, a discussion that we all need to have and and hope very much that every single part of it every facet of that club changes this summer um, because you know the, the other side of it and, and, and this is, I presume this will be quite cathartic for our listeners uh, listening to what we're talking about here but when we get to the summer and changes have to happen and how many times have we all said this is the biggest summer in the club's history? Uh, this is categorically whichever way Everton go is going to be the the biggest history in in in, in the club's. Uh, the, the, it's going to be the biggest thing we need to deal with in the club's history. That is, you know, it's going to be the, the situation. That's going to be how it how it comes to pass. And then, do you trust that we we mentioned this a little bit, didn't we, Matt, on the long discussion we had a couple of weeks ago? Do you trust the people or any of the people at that football club at the top end to deal with this? And the answer is absolutely not. So I don't mean to make things worse for people, but if we stay up, which we'll all celebrate, it'll be emotionally, it'll be like a massive relief emotionally and we'll, we'll shed our tears and all that stuff. Um, this, this doesn't end there. It, it can't end there. Um, in terms of thinking that this football club's going to be okay as a Premier League entity because of the people that run it, because of the people that are in charge and make decisions for this football club. All that they've ever done in the last five, six years is continue to go down and down and down. Are there any of those seasons where you look at where they've gone up? Absolutely not. Maybe maybe the odd, the odd year that Koeman uh, came in and we finished seventh. Yeah, Silver's first season, we were eighth, weren't we, I think? Silver's first season, that's it. But even then, the cracks were there because of how much money we'd spent yeah. on players that were just virtually insignificant. That is due to the people who've owned the club, yeah, uh, people who've, who've run the club. So this this doesn't end. <laughs> and Normally, when, when you say that sort of thing about the tragedy, this doesn't end. It's like, oh, that's the, that's the line. You know, that's the, that's the silver lining. It's absolutely not. This doesn't end. The purgatory does not end whilst these people are still there, regardless of how we finish this season. Because then, if we do go down, do you, do you trust them then to be the, the the group of people that are going to try and get us back up? Absolutely not. I think it, I think it just get worse and worse and worse unless we eliminate them. And that's why I, I doff my cap to everybody who was involved in the protest this season, because a lot of them. I've seen this coming. Most of us have looked at it and thought this is this is just getting worse and worse and worse. And they've ignored it. 
they've ignored it and decided to try and put out a nice little comment from one of the players or or let's have a look at how the new stadium the new the new stadium to me is just completely irrelevant in my mind right now because it's not going to look anything like it it, it does on on the uh, on the pictures that we've seen of it or the images that we've seen in the building that's getting done right now it's not going to look anything like that if Everton are in the Premier League I absolutely guarantee that but there's no way it'll it'll be like Coventry with the Rico it'll end up like that or MK Dons uh, I, don't, I, I don't know I don't know enough about it to, to say well no it's it, 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 I'm only saying that Matt because I know yes we've gone and secured another deal haven't we financially for it and the way in which it's going to get built and yes it might it might it'll, it'll just look a shadow of what we've all been hoping it will be and what you know, we've all you know, been you know it's sad Dave I've sort of like zoned out from any updates on it now yeah like it, it, like you said it, it sort of feels irrelevant at the moment given what's going on but I don't know it's... well there's a guy in Twitter called Baz he's, he's a really nice fella Love, loves uh, loves his, getting his opinion across and all that stuff um, and he gets his um, what are they called his camera to fly what are they no called? the drone the drone, drone yeah um, he gets his drone every now and then where you can see it and you can actually start to see now the structure of the ground you can see the four corners and all that and it looks magnificent and I watch it all the time probably wrongly to be honest with you because it's it's sad it feels sad right now to look at it and think that that could not that, that might not be what it was meant to be or well at the very at the very best it'll be similar to what we did order, <laughs> what you have ordered off Amazon or whatever, it did, whatever it is. It, it will look like that, but we'll have it fill it if we're in a relegate, if we're, if we're in the championship or, or lower or worse. Would we still fill it? Nah, no way. Again, well, this is it. You, you got a lot of brave people going to Anfield this weekend, and I again absolutely applaud them for doing that. You know what. Uh, before we finish, we should talk. It's already been a Manchester Derby preview. Well, what, what, what? If Everton are going to get a result tomorrow, Dave, how is it going to happen? What, what, what? What's their way to a point at Anfield? Um, that's such a difficult question. I think I was. I mean, I was. I was going through this in, in sort of five at the back. Well, this is. I mean, I, I was trying to think of this as logically as I possibly could. Um, started toying with the idea of I put Godfrey to left uh, to uh, to right back or left back. Well, one of the two really. Uh, any I think Mikel has well they, recently. I'd, I'd keep him in. In the in, oh Godfrey, I, I keep Mikelenko in at left back. Definitely. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, no, that that lad, that lad stays. But what I'm talking about in terms of either do that or put Godfrey to the side that you're going to see Salah, which will be their right hand side, won't it? Like the left centre back and the back three. Yes, um, because I think as good as Mikhailenko has been, and and again somebody else who who really deserves a hell of a lot a lot of praise. And you mentioned it on Five Live the other night to, to Kelly Cates about everything that lad's been through to to see him come good and perform as such a, in such a professional way that he has done and play as good as he has has is um, you know it actually shows that we've done uh, actually a really good piece of business in in getting that lad in. Um, and and look, I, I hope he's still there regardless of what's happened, because uh, yeah, he's looked he's looked really really good. So him up against Salah, um, that that side of it is where Liverpool probably do their biggest damage, isn't it? Um, I know they've got it all over the park, depending on who Klopp picks. I mean, he's got an embarrassment of riches anyway. Um, other side, Diaz plays, who's again irony all over the place. Somebody we tried to sign. <laughs> which is quite embarrassing really to think about it now isn't it that Everton tried to sign a player that's that good and is probably going to win all sorts of trophies within a matter of weeks um, on Merseyside uh, right back style I'd, 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 I fear the worst for Coleman if he's there uh, if John Joe Kenny's there I wouldn't even go um, and then yeah I mean you put as many as you can at the back this is as sad as it is to say and then what Del Fallon which has actually looked all right um, for the most part in, in the last few games. I'd played Decore on Sunday. I think you need legs in there. <coughs> Decore's been, um, I think he's got away with it in terms of what I've seen in, in people's opinion. of. Oh, of I, I, I agree, but I think 
against these, you need you need oh need needs most the, absolutely yeah. the prospect yeah. of Alan in his work boots trying to get near Tiago doesn't bear thinking about it. I think if you're going to play those two, I think you play Decore for this one, or you may maybe play all three. I, I don't know. Well, one of them you'd have to say go and stand next to Tiago, will you, and stay there? Do you know what I mean? And do your best to to, to, to take him down, take the ball down, not literally go and kick him. Um, which I'm sure many of their fans will be talking about when that happened last year. Um, and yeah, I mean, the other the other side of this, Matt, before we sort of complete the, the team selection, what we think might, might actually get us a result, you know, in in, in some sort of realm, um, is the what, what Salah said uh, after their game against Man United when he was um, doing his interview next to Thiago. I started laughing, saying, oh, it'll be much more fun against Everton. Now, I know he didn't mean it in the way in which uh, many many of our fans have, uh, have taken it. But, you know, if you're if you're looking to get something from these players, and I'm talking about Frank Lampard, Paul Clement, the way in which they're prepared, and these, these lads, you know, you go and watch that interview and actually think of it in the worst possible way that, it could, that he could have meant. We don't actually know what he meant, really. Um, it, there was an ambiguous side of it, wasn't there? But if you're putting these lads in and say, "Listen, come on, this is now where we're staying in relegation right down the face." We're probably in 18th at that time uh, when he's talking these lads into the game. Look at what that fella said to Thiago, and and he's laughing his head off. People are laughing. People are laughing at you. It's not just you know a case of let's turn turn away from the situation that's happening at the club and the situation what fans are saying towards us, the, the actual world of football is laughing at us right now and the majority of, of them are going to want us to be relegated. How can you live with that in your head when you go and perform and try and get results here? Um, and, I, and I think that should actually turn into some sort of motivation for these lads. But yeah, going back to the teams, obviously Calvert-Lewin's out. I think Rondon will start. Um, I, well, I, I don't think you're starting. Do you think it was just Richardson? No, I, I, I'd probably go the back five. Although I'm not sure I play Mina. I think I'll probably save him for Chelsea, and then I'll probably go Decore, Delph as a, the two in front, a Wobi, Gordon, either side, and then Richardson through the middle. And that's what I'd do. It, you know, it is very negative that, of, of course, but it's just. I yeah, mean, we're looking. We're looking what we can do to get points out of this because we're going to concede a goal. That means we've got to score yeah, one. We need. We need. We need. We need something extra. Like, you know, we need them to have someone sent off or something like that in the first 10, 15 minutes. Or I agree. I agree. I think uh, that that's the other thing I was going to say is some sort of controversy, which uh, which Merseyside derby is never short of. Um, you know, seldom it goes our way, but if that was to happen, say if someone like I don't know. Henderson gets a rush of blood and, and two foot somebody because they'll be fresh in their mind what happened when um, Van Dijk was, was sent out and all that that happened the, the other season. Um, that'll still be fresh in their minds. It's only natural. It's only natural if you've been done by somebody to try and get some revenge. As much as Jürgen Klopp will say keep you cool and all that and it's still a Merseyside derby. Forget forget where we are for, for the, the, when we're actually playing the game. Um, the, the emotions of people has been the thing that's thrown games away in the past. Um, it, it, it's evident, obviously, that need to keep the cool while still throwing themselves hundred percent to win the ball, um, which is which is I presume is going to be quite difficult for some. Um, but yeah, they'll be like that. I know, no, I, I I think you could get towards Henderson like that. I think he wants to be seen as uh, we've called him Scrappy doing the past. I mean, he wants to be seen as some sort of hard man. He did it against the United the other day a couple of times against uh, Bruno Fernandes, who uh, he won a tackle against him and put it out for a throw-in. Um, I think Henderson won, won the won the challenge, but uh, Bruno Fernandes got up and was looking like staring at him a couple of yards away. And Henderson loves that little swagger thing he does, looking at him in the face and all that. Go and get a bit of that. Give him a bit of that. And you'll never know. You, you never know if he just thinks, do you know what, I'm putting two feet into this fella. Um, there are footballers that lose their heads so many times and as good as Liverpool are you could well do that listen I'm not saying if the Liverpool fans are not undoubtedly be listening to this but I'm not saying 
oh, let's go out there and, uh, and try and goad them into this. Let's try and go out there and try and hate them and stuff like that. Go in there strong, be strong, be men, be what you are supposed to be as a professional footballer. And you just don't know what what plays and things can happen in the split second of a football match. And that's the thing that I'm thinking of, what you just mentioned, Matt, that something like that happens. And I think, sadly, something like that will have to happen for us to get at least a draw in this game. We're not we're not, we're not going to win it. There's no way we win this game. Even if they went down to 10, if they went down to 10, I still don't think we'd win it. Mm. We've done that before. That's happened before when we've been decent. Yes. Remember the the Moise, it was uh, Kyriakos got sent off, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but that, that one, bad day. But and we lost because I think Couch scored and he won 1-0. Yeah. Or was that in, uh, in many ways, in many ways, Matt, I think, you know, I know I'm really, really going below scraping the battle, uh, battle here, but um, this this is not going to be a derby event like any other for, for these players. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like you, you've, you've got given that we all feel about this and think towards this and predict towards this, you've, you, you've got a free hit to actually go and do something there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you've got, like, you, you are going to, you are set as the unlikely heroes, David versus Goliath type of thing. You're almost looking at this towards, you know, what, what soon could be a championship side going to Anfield in a cup competition. That's, that's basically how it feels. Um, and that's how maybe the mentality is the best way to go about this. Let's go and try and do something against the odds. And, yeah. You know, every, every Everyone loves a rebel, don't they? Maybe this <laughs> is the time we got to do that. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. We'll see everybody on the other side anyway. Um, <laughs> let's just... Yeah, no, well, that's the important thing is stick with us. Yeah. You no, know, I'm not just saying it's stick listening to us. Obviously, we love, love people listening to us and stuff like that. But as in stick with us, let, 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 let's stick together as blues do you know what I mean um, because one way or the other this quite pathetic group of lads are still going to need us when we go to Chelsea at home next week and like you said there you sort of mentioned it with I don't know whether to put Mina in and maybe save him for Chelsea that's that's the game that is more realistic in terms of us getting something from so I get that completely get it um, and, and, and let you know just just do something will you <laughs> there we go we'll finish it there what a way to end it just do something William Everton come on um, but yeah we will see everybody on the other side of the Merseyside derby um, do what you can if you don't you might, some of you might not even want to watch you I might some people just go out for a walk or something and turn, turn the phone off so if you want to learn fair play as well but um, it's going to be a tough day it's going to be a Wish tough day I had the discipline to do that you know oh no I, 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 I don't think I'd be able to do that either but no but yeah, we'll leave it there. Cheers for listening to the, that sort of Merseyside Derby preview. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in the week. Yeah, see you on the other side, up the toffees. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sports Social Podcast Network.